Kenny Moore II carries the Indianapolis Colts to victory in Carolina. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Colts fans. Welcome to this episode following a Sunday victory in Carolina. And thank you for making us your first post-game listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL and post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone. I'm Zach Hicks here of horseshoehuddle.com, your resident film analyst over there and your favorite co-host here on Locked on Colts. We are celebrating victory Sunday here as Indianapolis Colts defeated the Carolina Panthers 27 to 13 on the road. Uh, the Colts remain one of the best teams in the NFL on the road this season. Now, if we could just bring some of that magic back home so they can win some home games this year that'd be great uh but none, nonetheless i mean they won this game against carolina a team that's very much had their struggles this year but the colts came into this week with a three-game losing streak it's nice to get back in the win column and obviously there was one player that really helped the colts get there we're going to talk about him a lot on today's show uh so to kick it off again we're going to talk about the stars of the day what the biggest storylines are from this colts victory then we're going to dive into the colts offense why it had some struggles and then we're going to close it out with the colts defense desperately needing this kind of performance uh, and really standing on their head all game long uh but to kick it off again Kenny Moore II was the superstar today. Best slot corner in football. Absolutely proved it yet again uh, against the Carolina Panthers. He had two interceptions in this one. And not only did he have the two interceptions, he had two interceptions returned for touchdowns, uh, which I believe if you look at, uh, there was like a bunch of ESPN stats and info and, and uh, Mike Chappell put it out there and stuff like that. It's the first time in Indianapolis Colts history They've had a player with two pick sixes in a single game, again, in the history of the franchise. So Kenny Moore making his mark on uh, the history of the Colts right there today against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he was simply fantastic all game long. Everything that he was doing absolutely shut down in coverage, uh, coming up and making a lot of plays in the run game. I believe he had a tackle for a loss at one point in this game as well. And then obviously on both those pick sixes, really, really strong plays from him. Uh, late throw to the flat by Bryce Young. You make you have to make quarterbacks pay for that. You cannot let quarterback get, quarterbacks get away with late throws to the flat. And obviously, Kenny did not let that slide there at the end of the first half. And then the second half, again, you can't throw the ball high on screen passes. You got to make quarterbacks pay for that. And Kenny Moore, yet again, uh, was was Johnny on the spot there, got that pick, returned it for a touchdown. And, and honestly, it's a huge thing that he returned both those for touchdowns because – with the way the Colts offense was playing, I don't know if they're going to score touchdowns on those on those possessions following the interception if Kenny doesn't bring those back. So it's big that he got seven points for the Colts on both of those because those ended up being the deciding factor in this one. The Colts won by 14 points, 14 points that were scored off of Kenny Moore, the second interceptions in this game. So uh, Kenny, obviously the superstar player for the Colts, did some great things out there. But I did want to shout out another player today, DeForest Buckner, defensive tackle, obviously our all-pro, one of our best players on the Indianapolis Colts team. Uh, he had four tackles in this one, two tackles for a loss, a sack, multiple pressures, two pass breakups where he batted two balls down at the, at the offensive line of scrimmage. Uh, did some really, really good things out there. He looked like a superstar all game long. Uh, and the Colts desperately needed that because 
I think if you were to to chart who the top four defenders are on this Colts team coming into the season, or at least for the first like month of the season this year, it was DeForest Buckner, Kenny Moore, Zaire Franklin, and Grover Stewart. Two of those guys were down today. Two of those guys were not out there for the Colts. They did not have Zaire Franklin. They didn't have Grover Stewart. So it, it came down to those other two star players having a star performance for the Colts to win this one. Kenny Moore obviously is the superstar in this one, but DeForest Buckner was fantastic as well. And those, again, you need star player, star power in the NFL. And those two players really showed up today for the Colts in this road victory over the Carolina Panthers. Another shout out player here too, Saguna Luby had his first career interception, uh, had a good amount of snaps in this one, filling in for Zaire Franklin as the passing down Mike linebacker in the middle of the field. Uh, I thought he had a really, really strong game. He had a couple missed tackles and some Bryce Young scrambles, which you obviously want to see cleaned up. Uh, but the interception was a really nice play. Uh, got some good depth on his zone drops and took away some of those middle of the field throws. And then obviously, again, on the interception, he was able to drop back into coverage, turn and run with that tight end, get his head around and come away at the interception. Just a fantastic play by a young linebacker. And obviously, when we get to the defense, we'll talk about, uh, you know, again, Saguna Luby being more of the passing down linebacker over uh, – certain veteran here on the Colts team. Uh, but yeah, Saguna Luby did a really good job in pass coverage all game long. The Colts defense in general had a great game in pass coverage. We'll talk about that in our final segment. Uh, but one more big storyline I think we need to talk about here in the beginning. And then again, we'll, we'll transition to it more in segment two. Uh, Gardner Minshew, man, that was <laughs> that was a brutal game. Uh, obviously, you want to be positive. The Colts won. They won handedly on the road against a bad team, but they still won handedly on the road. But you're not going to win many games with your quarterback playing the way that Gardner Minshew did in this one. He was 17 of 26 for 127 yards and a touchdown. I believe uh, the longest pass play in the game for the Colts was a 19 yard pass to Drew Ogletree in the first half. They just really didn't get anything going whatsoever in the passing game. They couldn't throw the Panthers out of their base defense, which made the run game suffer quite a bit as well. And a lot of it really came down to the play of Gardner Minshew. It really wasn't, many other players on offense that were struggling, you know, receivers were open. The offensive line was holding up in pass pro. Like they were doing the best they could against a bare front with eight, with eight men in the box. It really comes down to your quarterback needs to be able to throw teams out of base defense. They need to be able to throw teams out of that bare front and get them into more spread looks. And he Gardner Richards couldn't do it today. He was feeling pressure when it wasn't there. He was bailing from clean four-man pressures where there really wasn't anybody getting after him at all. He was bailing from the pocket. It was just a really, really rough day for a veteran quarterback. And luckily, the Colts didn't need him much in this one because of Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore was just fantastic. DeForest Buckner was fantastic. And honestly, the whole defense had a great game outside of that one drive to start the second half. So they didn't need Gardner Minshew to have a good game, you know, for lack of a better term here. But uh, it, it really is a concerning type of game where, you know, the Colts are going overseas to play against New England Patriots next week. They just can't have a repeat of this performance from Gardner Minshew in that level of game. You know, I know the, the Patriots have not been good whatsoever this year, but, you know, they were better than the Panthers, I, I think. Maybe, maybe not. They might not be better than the Panthers, but you still can't have this type of performance from your starting quarterback or from, again, I know your backup quarterback thrust into a starting role, but you just can't have this type of performance if you want to win games in the NFL. And if we're looking at the Colts right now, sitting at four and five with a fairly lax second half of the year, pretty easy schedule down the stretch, you know, they are prime position to make the playoffs if Gardner Minshew can play 
much better than what he looked today. He just can't look like this going forward if the Colts would have any chance at getting to 500 or getting into the playoffs as a wild card team. Uh, he just can't play a game like this. But I don't want to muddy – the, the celebration of this win, I obviously want to want to celebrate what the Colts defense did and what the Colts overall did in this one. Uh, but we do need to talk about Gardner Minshew. We're going to continue this conversation about him in segment two as we talk about the Colts offense. Uh, but yeah, so coming up, guys, we're going to talk all about this Colts offense, how it just wasn't their best day overall, but still. 27 points. I mean, you can't complain too much, I guess. <laughs> I guess we're going to talk about that here coming up in just a second. Guys, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Just go to LinkedIn.com, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Guys, I have been hiring for uh, my day job a couple times throughout my career, and honestly, LinkedIn is such a great great resource to use. You can just find so much information on there and you can really separate uh, the good from the bad candidates for what you're looking for. So simple tools like screen, like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, guys. So we're going to talk about this Colts offense. And again, I would have loved to have just talked more about the Colts defense here, but we have this, this, you know, this typical rhythm that we go with our post game shows. And, and typically we've talked, we, you know, we've started to talk about the offense before the defense, because it's the more positive aspect of of the conversation in these post games, you know, obviously, um, you know, the defense has struggled this year. The offense has scored 20 plus points in every single game. And yes, they, they kept this as a 20 plus point game. But again, we know Kenny Moore contributed big time to that in this one. So the Colts offense really, really struggled. The running backs or just the running game in general only managed 78 rushing yards on 30 carries. Um, passing game, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. had a solid game, eight catches for 64 yards. Josh Downs had one catch for 10 yards before leaving early with a knee injury. Drew Ogletree flashed. He had one catch for 19 yards, and then he left early with a foot injury. Uh, so, yeah, just not much generated whatsoever on offense for the Colts. I believe they only had 3.2 yards per play uh, on offense, which is simply abysmal. You just can't have that in the NFL unless you're having a superstar performance by your nickel corner on the other side of the ball. Uh, so it's just something that really can't be repeated by this Colts offense. But luckily they got this out of their system in a game where they could have this type of performance. Uh, but one thing I really did want to throw out there when we're talking about this Colts offense, because I've seen some people mention, you know, poor scheme or poor performances by the offensive line or pass catchers or running backs. I think when you watch this game, and I think it's going to be really apparent on film when you rewatch this game, all the issues or majority of the issues of the Colts offense in this one just began and ended with the quarterback play. The quarterback play was just not good enough at all in this game. And and here's the thing, like, like Gardner Minshew has mostly been throughout his career a player who can beat the blitz, who's a smart quarterback, who can get the ball out hot and get the ball out against the blitz. And he's a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over. I mean, he'll fumble a little bit, but he typically doesn't throw that many interceptions, you know, two to one touchdown interception ratio. Uh, so when you when you look at him this 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 year or these last couple games, 
that's just like the opposite of what he's been. It's been a lot of interceptions. He's been really fidgety against the blitz. He's he's kind of just been seeing ghosts in the backfield all game long. I mean, I, I really think this was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play, even going back to his college career, where, you know, even in his college career, even if he had the yips at times, he could still get his back foot down and deliver a strike to his first read. In this game, he really couldn't even get to his first read. It was just like, it was one step, two step, three step. Oh my gosh, uh, what's going on? Let me run around in the, in the backfield and fall down as I'm running out of the pocket or something. It was, you know, Han says it best here. You know, Minshew looked like a lost puppy in the pocket, unfortunately, like he did. It's simply what happened. And, and as a result, you know, as, as Joe's asking here in the comments, you know, what happened to Alec Pierce? Alec Pierce was wide open on multiple third down plays. I mean, there was two targets he had on third downs in this game where the ball was just at his feet. Like, as a receiver, what do you do in those situations? Even look at Michael Pittman Jr., who had eight catches for 64 yards, a really solid game. A majority of his receptions came on RPO plays where Minshew pulled it out and just got it to him on quick screens. Like they weren't like downfield passing concepts, or they weren't him working down the field because Minshew just was unable to do that in this game. Like outside of the the downfield pass to Drew Ogletree at the end of the first half, there really wasn't anything working past the line of scrimmage for Gardner Minshew in this game. He just, he just had a bad game. Like I, like it's not even a bad game because like the offense was grounded to a halt because of how he played. Like, and and the thing is too, like, <laughs> like he didn't turn the ball over. So as a result, he kind of won in that regard. Like if he turned the ball over, the Colts probably lose this game because you know, that turnovers are just killer in the NFL. Uh, so like he didn't turn the ball over. So the Colts still had a chance, but because he could not complete a simple, like any simple pass in this game, the Colts offense was just grounded to a complete halt. There was just nothing going on the offense. And as we saw in the second half, you know, the Colts were running the ball fairly well. In the first half, uh, Jonathan Taylor was getting downhill. Zach Moss came in for a couple runs where he was getting, you know, a little over four yards of carry in the second half. The Panthers come out, they're going bare front. They're going Five men on the defensive line. They're going two linebackers, just blitzing the A gaps. And then they're bringing their safety down into the box. And they're saying, Gardner, beat this one-on-one coverage. You know, just hang in the pocket. They're not even blitzing him. Like, they blitzed him every now and then in the second half. But they really weren't even blitzing him. It was a four-man rush. And they were dropping in the zone with these with these bigger packages and, and to, to just stop the run. And he couldn't even get the ball out of his hands accurately whatsoever into windows. Guys were open. Guys were wide open in this one. It's just... Gardner Minshew had a really, really bad game, like a really bad game. Uh, again, luckily there weren't turnovers on top of that. There were a couple that were nearly turnovers on top of it. But I think when you look back at this game for the offense, like, sure, you can point out a couple plays here and there. The, the Quentin Nelson illegal man downfield certainly hurt that drive there. A couple other penalties hurt the drive. A couple other missed reads by the running backs at times kind of hurt drives. But for the most part, the whole reason why this Colts offense fell apart was Gardner Minshew had a really, really bad game. <laughs> like that's that's the beginning and the end of it. And uh, I, I don't know if he's going to bounce back. You know, it kind of like what Han's asking here. Do you think he can bounce back from this, or this can be a continuous downfall? I don't know because I think if you look at the Colts' offense the last two weeks, they've been really, really sluggish on offense, and a lot of that is Gardner Minshew really struggling. But traditionally, throughout his NFL career, he's been a solid quarterback who can come in and play fairly well and get some things done and keep the offense operational. He was barely operational in this game. Like there were times where they can move the ball a little bit, but he really wasn't operational at all in this game. So 
I don't know. Maybe maybe it's something where you just got to struggle. It's a slugfest until you get to the bye week, and then you can kind of recalibrate from there. But uh, as of right now, I think the, the trend with the way that he's played the last two weeks is not really positive whatsoever. And the Colts can't really lean on their run game because they don't have any threat of passing the ball with how poorly Minshew is playing. You know, even if you go back to 2021 with the Carson Wentz downfall late in that season, there was still somewhat of a threat of the Colts throwing the ball. So boxes were a little bit lighter against Jonathan Taylor when Jonathan Taylor was having that superstar season. With Gardner Minshew right now, there's really not much of that threat in the box. You know, there's not much, or there's not that much of a threat to get those def- defenses out of those heavy boxes. So I just don't know what the Colts can do. I don't really know how Shane Steichen can work around this with Gardner Minshew because when it comes to the NFL, you have to throw defenses out of base. You have to throw defenses out of their base defensive set, get them into lighter looks, and then run the ball on those lighter looks. If you can't throw teams out of base defense your offense can't operate in today's NFL. You just simply can't do it. So yeah, Gardner Minshew really needs to step back, step, step up next week. I think the O-line was fine in this one. I think the pass catchers were pretty solid overall. Obviously the health of Josh Downs and Drew Ogletree is a big factor going forward, but I think everything was really there for the Colts offense to have a solid day. It was just, he had a really rough game. Gardner Minshew had a really rough game and, and I really hope he can bounce back going forward because he's the Colts only answer at quarterback right now. And uh, if they want to make the playoffs or be a 500 team this year, uh, he really needs to bounce back from what we just saw uh, on Sunday here against the Carolina Panthers. But don't worry, guys, we're not going to keep this like an upsetting show or like a down on the Colts type show. I know the offense had a bad day, but we're going to close out today's show by talking all about this Colts defense and how the defense all week, how I was saying they were a broken defense with no answers, all of a sudden put together just a masterful performance against a putrid Carolina Panthers offense, but still a masterclass performance. We're going to talk about that here coming up in just a second. Colts fans score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning a $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNFL and kick off the NFL season. Guys, FanDuel is awesome. You can go there and talk and, and just pick all your Colts players. You can be as biased as possible. And, you know, this week you would have won some pretty big money with the way that the Colts played against the Carolina Panthers. So make sure you guys go over to FanDuel, FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right, Colts fans, so we're diving into this Colts defense. And yeah, this Colts defense last week against the New Orleans Saints went into that game at home against a putrid, just a putrid New Orleans Saints uh, offense. And they were just getting rocked all game long. Tony Brown Jr. obviously had a huge, uh, just a just a massive, massive bad game against the Saints. And then the rest of the Colts defense looked terrible as well. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop anything over the middle. They had coverage breakdowns at, at safety. So when it came down to projecting for this game against Carolina Panthers, you know, you're looking at the pregame stuff and you're like, look, the Panthers offense is just a train wreck right now. They have nothing going for them. But what the Colts defense just did against New Orleans Saints, I have no hope for them even stopping the Panthers. Well, you know, the Colts defense came out and they just had a fantastic day overall. Um, They they obviously only held the Panthers to 13 points. Uh, Bryce Young threw three interceptions, obviously two for Kenny Moore, one for Saguna Luby. Run defense, you know, 
I think the success rate was much better than what the yards per carry was. You know, they still allowed uh, 22 carries for 97 yards on the ground to running backs. Bryce Young also also added another 40 plus yards on scrambles. Uh, but I do think overall the Colts defense had a really strong day. Uh, Gus Bradley did a good job, I think, in this one of mixing his coverage for the most part. Uh, he, you know, he dropped in some more too high looks. He had some more man coverage looks, uh, brought some exotic blitzes there in the second half and really had Bryce Young just on his heels all game long. Uh, the Colts defensive line, fantastic game overall. I think they were getting pressure uh, left and right in this one outside that one drive in the second half where the Panthers went down and scored a touchdown. The Colts D-line had a really great day. DeForest Buckner, Adetomi Adebore, Dio Dangbo all had individual sacks. And then Quiddy Pay and Eric Johnson both had a half sack in this game as well. So again, really, really strong day for the Colts defensive line. And then the two players I really want to shout out, you know, aside from the two superstars we shout out in the first segment, Daryl Baker Jr. and Jalen Jones. Uh, those guys had great great games obviously Jalen Jones we all saw late in the game how he was just getting feisty out there coming up and making some big hits had a couple pass breakups as well really strong day from him but Daryl Baker Jr. is a player where early in the season especially after that Texans game how we were all saying I was saying too like I don't know how this player bounces back from this and then he had that disastrous ending against the Cleveland Browns where he had those multiple penalties against him and really struggled on that final drive Daryl Baker Jr. got the start again in this one because of injuries, because Tony Brown was even worse than him last week against New Orleans Saints. And he had a strong day. I mean, I, I really can't count any plays where I was thinking like, oh, man, here's Daryl Baker Jr. again, giving up a big play or giving up this. I mean, even on the on the coverage breakdown on the on the little shock route that they had to Hayden Hurst, that was more of the safety just misplaying that route. It's more on Rodney Thomas not playing that route correctly. Um, I thought Daryl Baker Jr. did a good job on that play. He was taking away the flat, taking away the underneath. Sure, maybe get a little bit more depth just to force the quarterback's eyes off of that shock route, but it is what it is. I think he overall played his assignment pretty well. But yeah, Daryl Baker Jr. came up, made some good tackles uh, in the run game and in the passing game, had a couple of pass breakups or a couple of plays where he pinched receivers to the sidelines. And then Jalen Jones, like, I guess you can kind of put the touchdown catch on him because they were in cover two and he abandoned that that little flat area there. But, you know, he's trying to get depth. He's trying to take away options in the end zone. It was a scramble drill, so it's a little bit tougher there for your cornerback. Uh, but overall, really good day from the two outside corners. I mean, we're talking about coming into the year, cornerback four and cornerback five, you know, on the roster. I know, I know Baker Jr. started uh, at the beginning of the year, but – you know what I mean? Like Dallas Flowers, Kenny Moore, Juju Brents, those are really your guys coming into the year. So you're looking at quarterback four and five, uh, really having strong days for the Colts today. So really plus positive days for both those guys. The Colts really needed that. They needed their outside corners to have strong days. I thought Julian Blackman had a pretty good day overall, too. Uh, made some good things happen in the run game. Uh, if we're looking at linebackers against Aguna Luby, really strong day. So yeah, overall, really good day for the Colts defense. They needed this. They needed this so bad because if you're looking at the Colts uh, schedule to, to finish this season, they play a lot of really good defenses. They play against Atlanta. They play against Tennessee again. They play against Houston, who I know Houston had a bad day today on defense, but they play against some pretty good defenses down the stretch. But they play against some putrid offenses on the other side. Again, Atlanta, uh, they play against the Buccaneers offense with, I mean, Baker Mayfield's not horrendous this year but still Baker Mayfield a quarterback they play against the Patriots this next week you know they play against some offenses where this Colts defense kind of needs the carry of the Colts to victory again if they want to get to 500 if they want to get into that playoff race so the Colts defense needed this desperately to get back some confidence to get back some some moxie there on that side of the ball 
Uh, and it was really good to see what they were able to do, even though they were shorthanded, being down Grover Stewart, being down Zaire Franklin, being down Juju Brents, still had a really, really good day on that side of the ball. Um, I think, you know, Bryce Young's not uh, the most uh, NFL-ready quarterback right now. He's really, really struggling back there. He's kind of seeing ghosts in the in the backfield as well. And the Colts were great to capitalize on a few of his really bad mistakes. Obviously, again, Kenny Moore on both those pick sixes were just disastrous mistakes that a quarterback can't make. Uh, but look, the Colts have to capitalize on that. That's, that's part of playing defense in the NFL is capitalizing on those types of mistakes. So uh, really, really positive day from the Colts defense overall. Uh, and one more thing I want to touch on before we close out today's show is uh, the big uh, elephant in the room, you know, is all week we've been hearing the the Shaquille Leonard wants to play more on um, wants to play more on defense, more on on pass coverage downs, you know, and with Zaire Franklin being out in this game, would he have a chance to start as the Mike linebacker on those pass coverage downs? And what we saw in this game was it was Saguna Luby who went out there instead of Shaquille Leonard. And, you know, I want to open this up to the comment sections for after this video post and the comment section that you guys are talking now. What did you guys think about that? Because personally, I think it was the right call. I mean, I'm not trying to be revisionist history here. I kind of said it in the first quarter as well in this game. I thought Saguna Luby made more sense being out there as the Mike. He had worked at Mike all offseason long where Shaquille Leonard only worked at will. So he doesn't really know that position super well. And then, you know, to, to really address the crux of the issue, Gus Bradley wants athletes on the field. He wants explosive high level athletes on the field. And that's just not what Shaquille Leonard is, especially compared to someone like Saguna Luby. Saguna Luby flies all over the field. I mean, he had multiple tackles around the line of scrimmage, the interception. I don't know if that's a play that Shaquille Leonard can make right now because of how stiff he is trying to turn and, and work down the field. So I, I, I thought it was the right decision, especially if you're going to call in some blitzes. I mean, a couple of the blitzes, Alubi's coming in there like Zaire Franklin and just bulldozing offensive tackles to get guys free. Like for that type of role, Saguna Luby made way more sense. I Even Grant Stewart might have made more sense because of what those guys can do as athletes coming downhill. It's just not that's just not what Shaquille Leonard is anymore or what he is right now. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what kind of comes of this going forward if, you know, Shaquille Leonard talks to the media yet again and talks about how he was upset he didn't get out there. But it's hard to argue with results. I mean, Saguna Luby had a good day. The Colts defense had a good day. And overall, the, this is the best the defense has looked in general in terms of staying in their zone positioning and not getting beat down the field aside from the one broken coverage play. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what comes of this. Uh, I think it was the right decision by the Colts. I mean, even more even, even more in hindsight, but even in during the game, I thought Saguna Luby made way more sense out there at Mike than Shaquille Leonard. But I don't know. We'll see what happens to Shaquille Leonard going forward. I, I, I understand him wanting to get out there, and I understand Colts fans wanting to see their, their former star player getting back on the field. But the truth of the matter is he's not outplaying EJ Speed. He's not outplaying Zaire Franklin. And honestly, is he outplaying Zaguna Luby right now? Like, no, <laughs> like he's not. Like, it, it's hard to say right now. It's really hard to say that because he was so good, but he doesn't have the feel. He doesn't have the the zone coverage ability. He doesn't have the the tenacity or the athleticism right now to really play over those other guys on this defense. So. This will be something we'll talk about throughout the week, I'm sure. You guys let us know in the comments section what you think. You know, did the Colts make the right decision by putting Saguna Luby more out there than Shaquille Leonard on those passing downs? But, hey, look, in hindsight, in retrospect, it, it made sense, and the Colts got the win. So 
Uh, we'll talk about that all week here. Uh, Colts fans, thank you for joining me for this live post-game show. It was a blast talking Colts and getting back on the win, win column. I mean, gosh, we needed this so bad. Three straight losses, come out and beat Carolina 27-13, to 13, just dominate a lesser opponent. Uh, the Colts desperately needed this. So Everdares, don't worry. We'll be back tomorrow morning to talk even more Colts and keep celebrating this victory, you know, Victory Monday. Uh, and if you guys don't already, make sure you are following at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks, too. All on Twitter. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. We love your guys' ratings, reviews, and we'll catch you guys back here bright and early on Tuesday morning.